Uh, good morning. Welcome to Driving Theology. This is Mike. And man, I am running late today. I uh, lost track of time just a bit. And uh, probably, I don't know, a good five minutes behind where I'm supposed to be. Uh, so, yeah, it's another uh, Wednesday morning. In the rainy season, still in the rainy season, but today, because of the downpours we had yesterday, today is a beautiful day. Um, we've got deep blue skies and white clouds, and, and uh, with that, a lot of heat, unfortunately. Um, but hey, what are you going to do? Weather is the weather, whether we like it or not. Um, so yeah, sorry I'm running a little behind. There were some things I really want to talk about, probably thinking on those things a little too long is one of the things that got me late. Um, that some things that I forgot to take care of that had to be done suddenly for today's classes. Anyway, yeah, here I am. It's been a it's been a pretty eventful week, I guess. Uh, had an outing with college students and uh, my good friend Pat. We took about 14 uh, college students to night to do kind of an adventure course. It was a high ropes course, a tree course, where you, uh, you get a harness and you, you get uh, carabiners and, and uh, pulley systems and, and uh, you climb up to the, to the high places on the trees and, and the trees are all connected by cables and, and walkways and all kinds of obstacles, ropes and things like this that you have to navigate to get tethered to this cable system. Um, and it was really, really fun. Really physically challenging for an old man like me. Um, but it was really fun. Several, or at least four zip lines uh, were involved in the course. And, and uh, just good fun. Way up in the trees. And, and you're kind of, if you ever done anything like that, you're really exposed up there. Uh, and really your only lifeline is this double tethering system they have. So you've got a carabiner on one tether and then you got a pulley on another tether and usually you have both of those connected at all times. Uh, sometimes just one when you're navigating around a tree or something like that. But uh, yeah, it was really great fun. Great fun. So we took the kids down there and then we uh, stayed the night at the campground and had a little barbecue and just had a lot of fun. So got back from that. I think I'm still kind of tired because last night I went to sleep just a little bit after 10, and man, I slept until almost, well, I guess I slept until 7.30 pretty much, which is a lot longer than my normal Doesn't help build. 
like a ninja course. I've seen some TV shows that they, they call it this or that, or you know, these obstacle courses. Kind of like that stuff, but a little bit more outdoorsy. Not, you know, not all the bright colors and stuff like that. It's, it's very much um, an outdoors theme using real trees and, and uh, you know, more organic looking rope and things like that. Without any big plastic Sort of like that, it's an obstacle course, but each person can only be on that obstacle by themselves, right? They, they can't go together and help each other, it's just not possible, it's not safe, uh, in fact. And so, each obstacle basically, we, we one person has to be the leader and they will navigate it for the first time, and, and each successive person will watch the leader navigate it kind of decide, well, I'm going to do what they did, or yeah, maybe that didn't work so well, I'm going to try this. Uh, and so, we can see the person in front of us, at least the person in front of us, going on the obstacle while we're waiting on the tree, right? If we're, if we're keeping the pace up. So, if you keep the pace up, you get to the tree about the same time that the guy in front of you is going to be going on the obstacle. And the only thing you can do is encourage, right, and com comment, because you can't be on the obstacle with them. All you can do is, is help them verbally uh, and, you know, kind of give them advice. But of course, you're behind them. You haven't done the obstacle before. <laughs> so to give advice from that standpoint, really doesn't make sense. You can, you can give ideas, you know, maybe you should try this, I don't know. You know, but really the person has to navigate the obstacle alone uh, with no more than, hopefully, a person who led by example in front of them and encouragers behind them. But you have to, you have to navigate that obstacle by yourself. And this kind of speaks to uh, individualism. You know, what does it mean? What is what is the difference between individualism and collectivism, for example? Uh, I've heard recently that, that anthropologists reckon that uh, early man, uh, if you believe in such a being, early man didn't have much of an individual. Um, to reason. They didn't really reason individually. They didn't, they didn't contemplate. Their brains weren't advanced far enough for that. But they had this kind of collective wisdom uh, that they would they would work on together, right? As a group. Uh, that they would tackle obstacles as a group, kind of thing. Um, oh, man, this Chichan. 
thinking about that. You know, it's it's not really your traditional uh, your traditional team building exercise. Really, one person uh, can only be on the cable system at a time and on each obstacle at a time. Uh, we can all congregate before we start down that obstacle, but we must go one at a time uh, on our own uh, and navigate that obstacle without anyone's physical help. Um, kind of reminds me of things that we go through in life um, in which um, we would really love to be helped through it, but we realize it's a personal journey and really every person's journey is so different uh, that we wouldn't be able to help each other through it, through certain things. that 
plays out in ways around you in the relationships that you have high off the ground, uh, you know, 
suddenly I've looked all the way into the future thinking, I don't think I can finish this course. Uh, but luckily I had three young people in front of me. Oh, no, wait, more than that. Yeah, three. I guess three. Four. Maybe four. Anyway, had these uh, four young people ahead of me. And I was uh, the group sponsor, I guess. And I was the last one. And so the girls took off. And I'm sure we all kind of felt the same way at the beginning of the obstacle. But we decided, well, this is what we're here for. We paid all this money. Let's do this. And so they started. And we could see as each person finished it that the possibility of completion was much greater than we thought. Okay, they did it. So I guess I can do it. And so watching people go through that uh, obstacle, even though your your own anticipation probably tends to, to continue to to grow as you get closer to your turn, uh, you're still watching people do it, and they're getting through unscathed, even though they're having difficulty. You're watching them, and you're watching how they do it, right? What steps they're taking, uh, what handholds they're making, are they holding the obstacle, or do they keep their hands on the cable, what seems to be working, and from your vantage point, which is a pretty good vantage point, you can, you can make a plan for how you are going to try to navigate that obstacle, but by having those before you uh, be willing to, to share their experience with you, you, you get to, even though your experience will be unique, but because you're different from them, you know, with me, I was different in size and, and gender and, and weight and age, you know, even though my experience was going to be unique, I could still kind of see, you know, what would work for me and what might not work for me, you know, depending on where I have strengths and where I have weaknesses. And so watching them go through the course, I think was really good for me being the last person because I think I probably navigated many of the courses, uh, many of the obstacles better uh, than some of them did. But they they were the trailblazers, right? They had to go first and learn as they went. But I was able to learn, you know, by witnessing them, and which was a good thing for me. Uh, and so I. I'm just spitballing. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I don't, I don't have any kind of uh, experience with either one of those fields. I suppose the closest experience I would have is is uh, <laughs> uh, some kind of a sociology class I had a long time ago, which probably doesn't even transfer. Um, but I have talked to people in pain. You know, that's something I did during the
other the other thing I would like to uh, talk about is that I really believe that we have other
our reaching out to him may not be the only thing that will save us that he will he will go above and beyond uh, in order to connect himself to us and that's a wonderful thought that, that's a great thought that 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 cable there is not an, an inactive cable it's it's not a it's not static but it's dynamic it, it lives and it breathes uh, and it it seeks us out and calls into it because it knows without without being tethered to him Jesus knows without being tethered to him this life is perilous uh, and we can fall easily as we try to navigate through this fallen world without him So I suppose that even when we are high up in the trees, uh, alone and exposed, that, that that Jesus is there and is is reaching out to us, even as we're reaching out to Him. And that if we will but make that connection, uh, if we will if we will but grasp His hand, uh, His salvation is always always there for us, always ready for us. And I am running late, so I have got to run. This has been an interesting <laughs> um, uh, edition of Driving Theology. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure if we went anywhere interesting, but it's definitely something I would like to explore uh, in the future. Um, there are many pe- people that suffer with depression and uh They need help. Thanks. Bye.